Before we get into things, I just want to take a second to let you know I've opened up a Yahoo group for this tournament to get your brackets in there. Pick your bracket, put it up head-to-head -head against mine. The information for that pool is in the description to the YouTube video. So if you're watching on YouTube, get down to the description. There's all the information you need in order to join the group. Put your bracket head-to-head -head against mine. Let's see how you do. What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, and welcome to the single best time of year if you're a fan of the sport of basketball. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no better basketball, in my opinion, than what you will see played in the NCAA Men's Division I National Basketball Championship Tournament otherwise known as March Madness, and that is the time it is once again. It's time for the March Madness Tournament. Bracketology is all over the place. All the prognosticators and wannabe prognosticators, everybody getting their bracket filled out. Selection Sunday was this past Sunday. We now know the 68 teams that are in our field, including the first four games, the first eight teams, the eight bubble teams that finally got in. They still have their chance to play their way into the tournament. We know all of them. We know all the seeds. We know who's playing who. There's upset potentials galore this year in the tournament. We're going to talk about it. So you'll know if you followed my channel in the past for the NCAA tournament. Again, it's really the only time of year besides the NBA playoffs that I actually watch basketball. But if you've been following the channel, you'll remember that usually what I'll do is I'll do a bunch of little videos. I'll do a little video for each region, a little video for the first four, and then a little video for the Elite Eight, Final Four, and National Championship game. But I mean, hey, you guys loved the podcast format so much for the Football Picks show, I figured why not do that for the NCAA as well. So that's what we're going to do. It's all going to be in this one big podcast. We're going to take the entirety of the tournament. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the first four games. We're going to talk about each region up until the Elite Eight. Once we get to the two Elite Eight teams, we're going to double back. We're going to start a new region, take it to the Elite Eight. Then we're going to double back and do the whole Elite Eight, Final Four, and National Championship game all at the end of the video. So you're going to have to wait until the end of the episode uh, in order to see who I think is going to go to the Final Four, who I think is going to be in the National Championship game, and who my national champion ultimately is. you got to wait around to the end. you got to listen to the whole episode if you want that information. So, that's what we're going to do. Let's get started by taking a look at our first four play-in games. So the first four play-in games take place tonight and tomorrow night. This is to determine the last four seeds to get into the tournament. There's two of them in the East region, one in the South and one in the Midwest. We're going to start in the East. This is the play-in game for the East number 16 seed, the team that has the unfortunate pleasure of having to play Villanova in the first round of the tournament. Well, technically the second round. I'm going to make that mistake a lot, by the way, first round, second round. Technically, these first four play-in games are what they call the first round, quote-unquote. I'm going to make that mistake a lot. I'm just going to tell you straight ahead. So, for the East number 16 seed, we have a play-in game of Mount St. Mary's taking on New Orleans. Now, Mount St. Mary's, I think, has the distinction of being the only team in the 68-team field that is actually being outscored on average more than their scoring. Now, that is only by, I think, three-tenths of a point of what I look at, 68.3 to 68.6, but I believe they're the only team in the field that's getting outscored a little bit more than they are actually scoring. Uh, they're playing a New Orleans team. The defense is between the two teams, they're mostly similar. I give New Orleans the edge on the offensive side of the basketball, so that's the way that I have to go for the game. New Orleans over Mount St. Mary's. Let's go 71-69. to 69. I think it's going to be a decently scoring game, and I think it is going to stay close. I think most of these play-in games are going to stay close, except maybe that game in the Midwest. But for East number 16, I like New Orleans. 71-69 to 69 over Mount St. Mary's. New Orleans takes the East number 16 seed. Let's stay in the East. Let's go for the East number 11 seed. The other play-in game in the East region. This is Providence taking on USC. The winner of this game gets to play SMU 
SMU in the round of 64. USC high-powered offense scoring almost 79 points per game, but they're giving up just a little bit over 73. Providence, on the other hand, only scoring about 70, but they're only giving up around 66, 67. I think the biggest edge here, though, is that offense. USC, a markedly better offensive team. They move the ball better than Providence does. Providence has the edge on defense, don't get me wrong. I like USC in this one. I think that offense will take them over the top. USC over Providence. Let's go 73-72. I like USC to move on to play SMU in the round of 64. Let's take a look at that Midwest number 16 seed game, which I mentioned uh, just a little bit earlier when we were talking about Mount St. Mary's in New Orleans. This is the right to play Kansas in the round of 64. Very difficult game for whichever team wins here. And actually, I think this game is the one of these four first four games that is not going to be particularly close. It's NC Central taking on UC Davis. And the reason I don't think it's going to be close... NC Central has a markedly better offense by about five points a game, and they have a markedly better defense by about five points per game. So I'm going to give NC Central a five-point win. Let's go 72-67. I like NC Central pretty comfortably over UC Davis to get that Midwest number 16 seed to have the right to play Kansas in the round of 64. And we're going to finish off here for the South, number 11 seed. We got Kansas State taking on Wake Forest for the right to play Cincinnati. Arguably the easiest, I would say, of the four teams that are awaiting the winners of the first four games. Cincinnati, I would say arguably a worse team than SMU, definitely worse than Villanova and Kansas. So we got Kansas State taking on Wake Forest. Offense, Wake Forest is all about the offense, scoring about 83 points a game. They are an offensive-minded team. Kansas State is a defensive-minded team, only giving up about 67 points a game. That's why this is going to be a pretty classic game here. It's a matter of whether or not Kansas State can keep Wake Forest's offense at bay. Kansas State is going to get their points. Wake Forest giving up about 78 points a game. And I actually think Kansas State's going to get it done. So let's go. Kansas State 75-74 over Wake Forest. They get the South number 11 seed and the right to play Cincinnati in the round of 64. So, all of the regional brackets to follow are going to be based off of the assumption that I went 4-0 in the first four games. So, in the East bracket, New Orleans going to be the 16 seed and USC going to be the 11 seed. In the South, Kansas State is going to be the 11 seed. And in the Midwest, NC Central is going to be the 16 seed. Fair? Fair. Let's get into these regions. Let's kick it off in the East region. It's the first region on everybody's bracket. This is the Villanova region. So here are your matchups in the round of 64. Again, assuming being correct with those first four play-in games. You got number one seeded Villanova taking on number 16 seeded New Orleans, who we have playing and winning a first four game. We have number eight Wisconsin taking on number nine Virginia Tech. We've got number five Virginia taking on number 12 NC Wilmington. We've got number four Florida taking on number 13 East Tennessee. Number six SMU taking on number 11 USC, who won the other play in game. Number three, Baylor, taking on number 14, New Mexico State. We've got number seven, South Carolina, taking on number 10, Marquette. And number two, Duke, taking on number 15, Troy. So let's start at the very top there. Villanova, New Orleans. Again, New Orleans going to do a good job to win that play-in game. That is as far as they are going to go. Villanova, I think, is going to have a deep run here, but it definitely starts in the round of 64. I got Villanova over New Orleans heading to the round of 32. Eight versus nine, Wisconsin and Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, better offensive team for sure by about seven points per game. But the big defense here, the big difference, oh, look at that, Freudian slip. The big difference here is the defense. Wisconsin, a much, much better defensive team than is Virginia Tech. The offenses are closer than the defenses in this one. Let's defer to the defense. Number eight, Wisconsin over Virginia Tech going to the round of 32 to play Villanova. Let's go to Virginia and NC Wilmington here. NC Wilmington, a major, major offensive threat. 85 points per game for NC Wilmington this season, but they are giving up 75. 
Look at Virginia, they're scoring 67, only giving up 56 points a game. Virginia, a very sound and solid defensive basketball team. Once again, I'm going to defer to the defense because I feel like the defense is a slightly bigger gap than is the offense. This has potential to be an upset, not going to lie. NC Wilmington's offense, again, they're very good. There's potential for an upset here. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to stick with number five, Virginia. I got Virginia going to the round of 32. Four versus 13, Florida versus East Tennessee. If you were looking for your upset, here it is. Both of these teams can score. East Tennessee putting up a couple more points a game than does Florida. Both of these teams can defend kind of. I would say Florida has a bit of a better edge in terms of the defenses. This is a coin flip game. And the fact that it's a 4v13 and it's such a coin flip game... I don't know, maybe it's just something in me that I'm like, oh, I just, I want to take the underdog. I want to be the one to pick the upset. But I really like this East Tennessee team, and I think they've got what it takes to get by Florida. I think Florida's ranked too highly here. I would have been more comfortable seeing them as like a six or maybe a seven seed. A four seed, I think, is too high for Florida. I think this is ripe for an upset. They've got a terrible draw here in the first round. I'm going to take it. East Tennessee, number 13, upsetting number four, Florida, to move on to the round of 32. Six versus 11, that's that SMU versus USC game. USC, again, going to do a good job here to get into the round of 64. That is as far as their tournament is going to go. SMU, the offenses between these two teams, they're pretty similar. USC scores a couple more points a game. But SMU, they ball on the defensive side here. SMU, a great defensive team. USC is not going to have any answer for that. SMU, number six, they're going to beat USC and move on to the round of 32. Baylor, New Mexico State, upset alert. This is another one of these games that I think is a real coin flip here. Baylor, I think, is ranked a little too high. I would have liked to have seen them, actually, in the four slot against East Tennessee. I think Baylor would have had a better chance than Florida will. But New Mexico State, they score a pretty decent clip more than Baylor does. The defenses are mostly similar here. I like New Mexico State. I think this is another one of those prime upsets. New Mexico State, write it down. Remember who told you. New Mexico State over Baylor. A 14 beats a 3 in the East region. New Mexico State moves on to the round of 32. 7 versus 10, we got South Carolina here taking on Marquette. I, I think this is going to be a pretty good game as well. Marquette, definitely the better offensive team. South Carolina, definitely the better defensive team. I'm going to defer to the defensive team here. I think South Carolina is an excellent defending team. Again, Marquette scores more, but I don't know that Marquette's going to have much of an answer for South Carolina's defense. Let's go with South Carolina here. The 7 beats the 10, South Carolina into the round of 32 and duke taking on troy this is actually a harder draw for duke than it might seem troy is a team that scores at about the same clip as duke does and gives up around the same number of points unfortunately they are on the unhappy side of par in both of those statistics duke scores a couple more points a game gives up a couple less i think at the end duke is probably going to have about a five six point win here but this is by no means a cakewalk. Kudos to Troy, because I think they're going to put up a real fight here. I still like Duke to move on to the round of 32. So, round of 32 in the East region, we've got Villanova, Wisconsin, Virginia, East Tennessee, SMU, New Mexico State, South Carolina, and Duke. Go right back up to the top there. Villanova taking on Wisconsin. Not a cakewalk here. These are two very defensively sound basketball teams. I have to give the edge to Villanova. Villanova is markedly the better offense between these two teams. Got to give the edge to Nova. I say Nova moves on over Wisconsin to get into the Sweet 16. Virginia taking on East Tennessee. Unlike East Tennessee's uh, round of 64 matchup against Florida, they are getting a team here in the round of 32 that can play a ton of defense. Virginia, an incredibly good defensive basketball team. East Tennessee, again, they're going to score their points, but East Tennessee gives up, on average, more points than Virginia scores, on average. East Tennessee is a defense that's going to make Virginia's offense look better, 
And the defense, I think, is just going to shut the thing down in the last few minutes. I like Virginia to beat East Tennessee. Kudos to East Tennessee for the upset in the round of 64. But I got Virginia moving on to the Sweet 16. SMU taking on New Mexico State. Once again, I think this is a game where the major difference is on the defensive side of the ball. SMU can play it. I would say much better than New Mexico State can. Offense is mostly similar. A couple points in New Mexico's favor. But... As a whole team effort, I really like SMU here. I'm going to take SMU to beat New Mexico State in the round of 32. Kudos to New Mexico State for the upset in the round of 64. SMU going to the Sweet 16. By the way, I'll just let you know, whenever I say SMU, it's because there's a university in Nova Scotia named St. Mary's University, and their nickname, quote-unquote, is SMU. So every time I see SMU, I just say SMU. If you hear me say SMU, I mean SMU. Get it? Got it? Good. Then we got South Carolina and Duke. Duke playing with fire here. Another team that plays better defensive basketball than Duke does. That is South Carolina. It's, it's right there in the numbers. South Carolina, a better defensive team than is Duke. But I think Duke's offense is... A, there's a larger gap between Duke's offense and South Carolina's offense than there is between South Carolina's defense and Duke's defense. And I think that ultimately is what's going to get it done here. I'm going to take Duke... Because, again, Duke's a really good basketball team. There are some potentials in here for some upsets for Duke. But I, I'm going to take Duke to beat South Carolina, get into the Sweet 16. Duke's a good basketball team. Sweet 16 is where they belong for sure. I like Duke to get there. So that will leave us with Sweet 16 matchups of number one Villanova taking on Virginia, a number five seed. And it's going to leave us with SMU, a number six seed, taking on number two seeded Duke. So in the East region, in the Sweet 16 for the right to go to the Elite Eight, Villanova, Virginia. Here's another matchup where, look, Virginia, they can play some defense. Villanova can play some defense too. Virginia, I would say, is the better defense between the two of them, but there is a huge gap between these offenses, an average of 11 points per game. Virginia's defense is not going to be able to make up that difference. Virginia has a good run here, gets to the Sweet 16, but I like Nova as the number one seed to head to the Elite Eight, beating Virginia in the Sweet 16. Then we've got SMU taking on Duke. Upset alert, SMU. I guess you can call this an upset. I, I mean, most people I think would expect Duke to go forward and probably play Villanova for the East region, but I don't like it. I like SMU. I like that SMU defense. I don't think there's enough of a difference between Duke's offense, which is better, but I don't think there's enough of a difference between Duke's offense and SMU's offense that it's going to make up the big gap on defense. SMU rides that defense, shuts down Duke, and SMU going to the Elite Eight by beating Duke, a number two seed, in the Sweet 16. Write it down. Remember who told you. So we've got number one Villanova and number six SMU as the two teams representing the East region in the Elite Eight. We will come back to those two teams later on in the episode when we talk about the Elite Eight, Final Four, and National Championship game. Let's go to the Midwest region now, and your matchups look like this. Number one, Kansas, taking on number 16, NC Central, winners of the Midwest play-in game. Number eight, Miami of Florida, taking on number nine, Michigan State. Number five, Iowa State, taking on number 12, Nevada. Number four, Purdue, taking on number 13, Vermont. Number six, Creighton, taking on number 11, Rhode Island. Number three, Oregon, taking on number 14, Iona. Number seven, Michigan, taking on number 10, Oklahoma State. And number two, the Cardinals of Louisville, taking on number 15, Jacksonville State. Let's go back up to the top there, Kansas NC Central. Again, a really good job by NC Central to get into the Midwest region, to get in from the first four play-in game. I think they're going to give Kansas a good game. I really like the potential in this game. Kansas just too strong here. Jayhawks definitely taking out NC Central to get into the round of 32. Number eight versus number nine, Miami of Florida and Michigan State. Michigan State, slightly better offense here. Miami of Florida, slightly better defense. Bit of a coin flip game. I'm going to take Miami of Florida. I'm going to take that defense. Slightly bigger breadth than is the offense between the two teams. 
Miami of Florida in a close game coin flip nail biter. Miami of Florida takes down Michigan State. Iowa State taking on Nevada. Upset alert. This is also a coin flip game as they love to give us in those 5v12 matchups. People love those upsets in 5v12. I think it still holds true that they happen more often than not in a 5v12 matchup and i think that's what's going to happen here nevada the offenses they're basically identical the defenses they're basically identical i'm going to go with nevada here as the 12 seed as the underdog to take out number five iowa state early exit for a top five seed nevada moving on to the round of 32 Purdue and Vermont, and originally when I did my bracket, I had Vermont winning this game. Honestly, I think this is going to be an incredibly, incredibly close basketball game. Vermont plays better defense than does Purdue, but Purdue's offense averaging 80 points a game, they're a much better offense than Vermont is. Vermont is going to get their points, and they're going to try to do their best to hold Purdue's offense down. I honestly think Purdue is objectively the better basketball team here, so I'm going to take Purdue over Vermont, but I think that's going to be a very close basketball game. Don't be shocked to see a 13 upset a four in that game, but officially I'm going with Purdue. Creighton, Rhode Island. Rhode Island definitely plays some better defense. Creighton plays much better offense. I don't think Rhode Island has played the caliber of competition that a team like Creighton has. I'm going to go with Creighton. I think they're more battle-tested. I think the offense is going to do enough to get over that Rhode Island defense. Creighton beats Rhode Island to get into the round of 32. Oregon taking on Iona. Now, offenses basically the same in this basketball game in terms of their output. The defense is really where the difference lies in this one. And Oregon can play it. And Iona, eh, they kind of can't. So, Oregon, I love the Ducks here. Oregon over Iona heading into the round of 32. Then we got Michigan and Oklahoma State. I think this is going to be a relatively close basketball game. It's another one of those games, however, where Oklahoma State's defense is going to make Michigan's offense look better because Oklahoma State gives up more than Michigan tends to score. They're just going to make their offense look better. Michigan is stifling defense right around the caliber of an Oregon where they're only giving up around 66 points a game. Oklahoma State, they score a ton. They move the basketball a ton. Oklahoma State averaging 86 points a game. I don't think it's going to be quite enough. This is going to be a fun game, though. It'll be interesting to see how Michigan's defense really shows up in a game like this. But I like Michigan. I will take Michigan to beat Oklahoma State to get into the round of 32. And the last game in the round of 64, Louisville-Jacksonville State. Biggest difference here between these two teams is the Cardinals offense, averaging about eight to nine points per game more so than does Jacksonville. I think that's going to be enough here in a game where the defenses are relatively similar with their output at the very least. Louisville over Jacksonville State heading into the round of 32. That gives us Midwest round of 32 matchups of Kansas versus Miami of Florida, Nevada versus Purdue, Creighton versus Oregon, and Michigan versus Louisville. Let's go back up to the top there. Kansas taking on Miami of Florida. I think Miami of Florida is going to do a good job to beat Michigan State. I think most people are taking Michigan State in that game. I don't like it. I think Miami of Florida's defense comes up big there and wins that game. I don't think they do it against Kansas. Uh, Kansas, the offense is just too good. Kansas can play a little bit of defense for sure. Not quite as good as Miami of Florida's defense, but they can play enough defense to win this basketball game. I like Kansas to beat Miami of Florida, especially with the huge difference in the offenses there, to move on to the Sweet 16. Nevada, Purdue, ups. No, it's it's not. It's not an upset. Uh, it's not going to be an upset. Look, uh, Nevada and Purdue. If if Vermont beats Purdue, I like Nevada to move on in this game, but I really think Purdue is going to win that game, and I think Purdue has enough to beat Nevada. These two offenses output at about the same amount. The difference is on defense. Purdue can play a little bit better than Nevada can. I got to defer to the defense in that one. I think Purdue wins it and moves on to the Sweet 16, but again, if Vermont upsets Purdue, I like Nevada, but since I don't think they're going to, I'm going to take Purdue to get into the Sweet 16. Creighton taking on Oregon. It's another one of these games where the offenses are mostly similar. A couple of points actually in Creighton's uh, benefit 
there comparing the two offenses defensively it's almost no comparison Oregon plays much better defense than does Creighton I like Oregon based on the strength of their defense to beat Creighton and move on to the Sweet 16 and then we got Louisville and Michigan two teams that play very good defense they're each averaging giving up only around 66 points per game Louisville slight edge on the offensive side they're outputting about three to four more points per game so I got to give the edge there to Louisville based on the superior caliber of their offense I'm going to go with Louisville to beat Michigan but that's going to be a fun game close game potential for upset there but I'll take Louisville to beat Michigan and go to the Sweet 16. That will leave us with Sweet 16 matchups in the Midwest region of number one, Kansas taking on number four, Purdue, and number three, Oregon taking on number two, Louisville. So one, two, three, four, I think the top four seeds there in the Midwest are all going to move on to the Sweet 16. But who's going to the Elite Eight? That's the real question. Number one, Kansas taking on number four, Purdue. I don't think the Jayhawks win this game. I'm probably making no fans in Jayhawk Nation right now. I like Purdue in that basketball game. I think the difference between Purdue's defense and Kansas's defense is greater than Kansas's offense and Purdue's offense. I mentioned that a little bit earlier in another game. I think Purdue, on the caliber of their defense, they're a top four seed for a reason. They can play some defense. I think they do just enough to shut down Kansas's offense. I like Purdue in this one. I'm going to go with it. Purdue beats Kansas to get into the Elite Eight in the Midwest region, write it down, remember who told you. Then we've got the two versus three matchup of Louisville taking on Oregon. This is an absolute coin flip game, but I actually like Oregon in this one, so I'm going to tell you to go Oregon over Louisville. It's a coin flip game, but there's only a point or two difference on offense and defense. In both of those cases, they're both in the benefit of the Oregon Ducks. They play slightly better statistical defense, slightly better statistical offense. Even though Louisville is the higher seed here, I like Oregon. I think the Ducks beat Louisville. Oregon goes to the Elite Eight. Now let's go to our next bracket. Let's drop down to the south bracket now, and your round of 64 matchups look like this. Number one, North Carolina. This is the Tar Heels bracket, taking on number 16, Texas Southern. Number eight, Arkansas, taking on number nine, Seton Hall. Number five, Minnesota, taking on number 12, Middle Tennessee State. Number four, Butler, taking on number 13, Winthrop. Number six, Cincinnati, taking on number 11, Kansas State, who won their play-in game. Number three, UCLA taking on number 14, Kent State. Number seven, Dayton taking on number 10, Wichita State. And number two, Kentucky taking on number 15, Northern Kentucky. That's just going to be a fun game to watch. Let's head up top. One versus 16, North Carolina versus Texas Southern. Good on Texas Southern for getting into this tournament. Uh, they're going to lose to North Carolina, unfortunately. North Carolina, too much power on offense defenses right around similar in terms of the output but just too much firepower for North Carolina offensively Tar Heels beat Texas Southern and go on to the round of 32. 8 versus 9 Arkansas versus Seton Hall this is actually going to be a pretty close game I think Seton Hall plays better defense than Arkansas does but I just like the potential of Arkansas's offense they're scoring 80 points a game I'll take Arkansas to beat Seton Hall and go to the round of 32. 5 versus 12, Minnesota taking on Middle Tennessee State. Upset alert, Middle Tennessee State. I think they did it in last year's tournament. I think they're going to do it again this time. A 5 versus 12 matchup. Look, Minnesota, Middle Tennessee State, their offensive output is right around the same. It's right around 75 points a game. Middle Tennessee State can play some defense that Minnesota simply is not prepared for to play middle tennessee state giving up an average of six points per game less than did minnesota look i understand strength of schedule comes into play in these things in a big bad way but middle tennessee state is used to playing better defense than is minnesota and at the end of the day it's a basketball team against a basketball team anything can happen and i think anything will happen here middle tennessee state moving on beating minnesota in the round of 64 to go to the round of 32 Four versus 13, we got Butler taking on Winthrop. Good on Winthrop for getting into the tournament as a 13 seed. I think that's probably where the tournament ends. Uh, Butler, I think, is just objectively the better team. I think Butler takes down Winthrop 
and beats them. I think it'll be a relatively close game, though. Winthrop can play some defense, and they can put up some points. So I think that's going to be a close game. It's not going to be an easy out for Butler by any means, but I like Butler to beat Winthrop and go to the round of 32. That's 6 versus 11 matchup. Cincinnati versus Kansas State. Again, good on Kansas State for getting into the tournament by winning their play-in game, hopefully. Uh, I like Cincinnati, though. It's it's still, I think, going to be the easier of the four matchups to have to play. But look, Cincinnati can play some defense, man. They're only giving up 61 points per game. That can propel them through the first round here. I think Cincinnati tops Kansas State. Cincinnati going to the round of 32. UCLA taking on Kent State and UCLA obviously with that dynamite offense, one of the tops in the country, 90 points per game. I imagine they'll probably sniff 90 points in this game. UCLA, I think, will have a relatively easy time with Kent State, especially given that UCLA's defense plays right around the same output caliber as does Kent State, which is actually kind of remarkable when you think about it because when UCLA scores so many points, they give their opponents a lot more offensive possessions that way. So it's actually kind of surprising that that their defensive number is where it is. I imagine that defense... Creel's pretty tired at the end of a lot of these games. So UCLA, I still like them to get over Kent State here. UCLA to the round of 32. Number 7, Dayton taking on number 10, Wichita State. In my opinion, it is a crime that Wichita State is a 10 seed. A 10 seed for this team? That is crazy to me. And I think they're going to start showing it. Because I think Wichita State has something to prove. Wichita State... They are going to beat Dayton in the first round. A 10 beats a 7. Not really an upset anymore in this day and age. But I still like Wichita State to get it done over Dayton. They score more points than Dayton does. They give up fewer points than Dayton does. To me, it's a layup. This should be inverted at best in terms of the matchup. Wichita State takes on Dayton and beats them. Goes to the round of 32. And the Kentucky-Northern Kentucky matchup, again, be kind of fun to watch, but to be perfectly honest, Kentucky's offensive output, it's just too good in this one. Kentucky takes down their interstate rival, Northern Kentucky, to move on to the round of 32. That leaves us with South, round of 32 matchups of North Carolina-Arkansas, Middle Tennessee State-Butler, Cincinnati-UCLA, and Wichita State-Kentucky. North Carolina, Arkansas, battle of two teams, high-powered offenses, two teams that can play some defense when they need to. Again, I just think North Carolina is going to have too much here. They give up a few points fewer on average per game than does Arkansas. They score about five points more per game. This is North Carolina's game for sure. North Carolina over Arkansas to go to the Sweet 16. Then we've got a 4 versus 12 matchup of Butler taking on Middle Tennessee State. <gasps> Upset alert, Middle Tennessee State. I'm going to ride that pony. Look, here it is, Middle Tennessee State. It's the defense. Defense plays better than Butler's defense does. I think Butler is a slightly, maybe slightly ranked a little bit too high. I would have been more comfortable maybe seeing them as a 5 or a 6. But hey, if they were a 5, they'd be losing to Middle Tennessee State in the first round. So I guess what does it matter? I like Middle Tennessee State here as a 12 seed. Bit of a bracket buster getting into the Sweet 16. I will take Middle Tennessee State over Butler for a Sweet 16 matchup with North Carolina. And that's going to be a lot of fun. Cincinnati taking on UCLA. And as we mentioned before, UCLA, that huge high-powered offense, scoring about 16 points a game more than is Cincinnati. Cincinnati giving up about 14 points a game less than is UCLA. So Cincinnati can definitely play some defense here. This is by no means a cakewalk, but I like UCLA in this one. I think their offense does just enough to get them over the hump. I'll take UCLA over Cincinnati, UCLA into the Sweet 16. Then we've got Wichita State over Kentucky in an upset. I like Wichita State here to beat Kentucky. The offense's output at right around the same amount, but Wichita State plays much better defense than does Kentucky in terms of statistics. I think Wichita State, high-pressure defense, I think they're going to be able to get it done in this one. I just think it's going to be a close game. Don't get me wrong. All these upsets, I think, are going to be close games. But look, it's March Madness. Upsets happen. 
And this is one that I think is going to happen because, again, Wichita State, mm, they just got something to prove, man. I just I just feel it. They got something to prove here. They shouldn't be a 10 seed. They should be at least a 7, if not higher. I like Wichita State here to upset Kentucky and get into the Sweet 16. That leaves us Sweet 16 matchups in the south of North Carolina versus Middle Tennessee State, bracket buster alert, and UCLA versus Wichita State, also bracket buster alert. Now, North Carolina, Middle Tennessee State, it's going to be a great run for Middle Tennessee State. Unfortunately, it's going to end at the hands of the Tar Heels. That's going to be a fun game because, look, Middle Tennessee State can play some defense. They're a good defensive basketball team. I just don't think it's going to be enough to stop North Carolina here. North Carolina is on a mission into the Elite Eight and maybe further, wink, but... Definitely, they're going to get into the Elite Eight. North Carolina over Middle Tennessee State, a huge tournament for them. Bracket Buster Alert. Take the number 12 in the South all the way to the Sweet 16, but I like North Carolina to get into the Elite Eight. And the other one, UCLA versus Wichita State. Upset alert, Wichita State. I'm riding the Shockers all the way into the Elite Eight. Wichita State's going to play some defense. They're going to shut down that high-octane UCLA offense. And Wichita State, who can play some offense of their own, scoring 82 points a game, that's going to be enough. Last couple of possessions, I'm sure, but Wichita State upsets UCLA after upsetting Kentucky to get into the Elite Eight in the South Bracket and a matchup in the Elite Eight with North Carolina. That's going to be a ton of fun. North Carolina and Wichita State to the Elite Eight out of the South Bracket. All right, let's go to the West region now, our final region that we're going to look at. This is Gonzaga's region, and here's how it breaks down. Number one, Gonzaga taking on number 16, South Dakota State. Number eight, Northwestern, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's team taking on number nine, Vanderbilt. Number five, Notre Dame versus number 12, Princeton. Number four, West Virginia, taking on number 13, Bucknell. Number six, Maryland, taking on number 11, Xavier. Number three, Florida State, taking on number 14, Florida Gulf Coast. Number seven, St. Mary's, taking on number 10, VCU. Number two, Arizona, taking on number 15, North Dakota. Let's go to the top here, Gonzaga, South Dakota State. South Dakota State has got no answer for this Gonzaga team that much. I can guarantee you. Gonzaga scoring a lot more points, giving up a ton fewer. Gonzaga is only going to be put at risk if they can play a team that is a real baller team on defense, like something like a West Virginia or something like that, a team that can really keep up with them on the defensive side because Gonzaga, they're just scoring too many points, giving up too few. Gonzaga cruises over South Dakota State into the round of 32. Northwestern versus Vanderbilt. You know what? I'm going to give him a little Elaine dance from Seinfeld. I think Northwestern is going to dance into the round of 32. That's going to be a fun game because I think the offenses are pretty similar. Northwestern plays a little bit better on the defensive side. So I'm going to give it to him. Number eight, Northwestern to beat Vanderbilt. Five versus 12, Notre Dame versus Princeton. (gasps) Notre Dame's going to win that basketball game, but it's going to be a very close one. I think Princeton's going to come to play Their defense is very good, but Notre Dame can play some defense too. Uh, Honestly, I think Notre Dame's going to have just enough in this one. Notre Dame gets over Princeton to go to the round of 32. West Virginia taking on Bucknell. Kind of a fun game because Bucknell and West Virginia on defense play very, very similarly. There are teams in this bracket that Bucknell could beat based on the strength of their defense. Like if Bucknell was playing, say, Xavier... Honestly, I think Bucknell wins that game. Uh, so it's kind of interesting to me that Xavier is two, um, two slots higher in this bracket. But they're not going to beat West Virginia because West Virginia can play some defense. And uh, their offense is just markedly better than is Bucknell's. West Virginia beats Bucknell heading into the round of 32. 6v11, we got Maryland taking on Xavier. And it's, again, kind of a bad draw for Xavier because they're playing a team that plays better than they do on defense and pretty well the same on offense. I like Maryland in this one. I think it's going to be an interesting game, be a relatively close game, low scoring probably with two decent defenses, but I like Maryland in this one. Maryland over Xavier. 
Then we got the Battle of Florida. We got Florida State as the number three seed taking on number 14 seed, Florida Gulf Coast. <gasps> Upset alert, Florida Gulf Coast taking down a number three seed, Florida State. This is a coin flip game, and I just got a feeling about Florida Gulf Coast here. Florida Gulf Coast, probably on the last possession or two of the game, takes the lead over Florida State. Florida State does not have an answer with probably the last possession or second last possession. No answer. Florida Gulf Coast ices the game at the free throw line. Florida Gulf Coast, write it down. Remember where you heard it. A 14 takes down a 3. Florida Gulf Coast over Florida State. St. Mary's taking on VCU. St. Mary's with an incredible defensive team this season, only giving up 57 points per game. And I think that's where the big difference is in this basketball game. I'm going to take St. Mary's to take out VCU. VCU slightly better on the offensive side by a few points, but St. Mary's, again, really, really good defense. And St. Mary's, I think, would give a couple of these top seeds a real run for their money in the later rounds. St. Mary's taking down VCU. And we got Arizona and North Dakota. Good on North Dakota for getting into the tournament. They're a slightly better offensive team. Arizona, a much better defensive team. Got to give the edge here to Arizona. Arizona takes down North Dakota to get into the round of 32. That gives us round of 32 West Region matchups of Gonzaga taking on Northwestern, Notre Dame taking on West Virginia, Maryland taking on Florida Gulf Coast, and St. Mary's taking on Arizona. Let's go back up top there, Gonzaga, Northwestern, Elaine unfortunately will not be dancing into the Sweet 16, Gonzaga just too much power there, Gonzaga cruises over Northwestern into the Sweet 16. Notre Dame versus West Virginia, two teams that are relatively similar actually on offense and on defense, but in both cases, the scale is tipped towards the side of West Virginia. They score more points. They give up fewer points. West Virginia over Notre Dame into the Sweet 16. Maryland taking on Florida Gulf Coast. And an upset alert on this one as well. Florida Gulf Coast bracket buster alert. Not only will Florida Gulf Coast take down Florida State, but Florida Gulf Coast will take down Maryland. Because look, Florida State, a much better offense than is Maryland. The defenses play relatively similar. If Florida Gulf Coast gets by Florida State, I promise you they get by Maryland. The defensive output between the two teams is relatively similar. Florida Gulf Coast just playing scores more points. I think they're going to do it. Another Sweet 16 run here for a double-digit seed I like Florida Gulf Coast over Maryland. Then we finish off with St. Mary's and Arizona. Again, look, Arizona, better offensive basketball team. St. Mary's, arguably better defensive basketball team. But I think Arizona is poised for a nice little run here. So I'm going to take Arizona over St. Mary's. I think they get it done on the offensive side. And look, Arizona's a team that can play some defense as well. They only gave up 65 points a game. So they can play some defense Probably relatively low-scoring game here, but I'll take Arizona over St. Mary's. That sets up West Region Sweet 16 matchups of Gonzaga taking on West Virginia. That is a one-versus-four matchup there. And Florida Gulf Coast, bracket buster, number 14 seed, taking on the number two seed, Arizona. But who's going to go to the Elite Eight? Gonzaga versus West Virginia, and this is the kind of game that can put Gonzaga in jeopardy. This is going to be a fun game to watch. I think West Virginia is really going to put up a hell of a fight here. They can play some defense. They can play some offense. This is going to be an up and down the court battle. I just like the upside of Gonzaga more so than I do of West Virginia. I'm going to take Gonzaga to beat West Virginia to head into the Elite Eight, but that's going to be a fun game, a tight game. That might be the game of the tournament right there, Gonzaga, West Virginia. The other one, we got Florida Gulf Coast and Arizona. That's going to be a fun game, and there's no upset coming this time, unfortunately, folks. Arizona, I think... 
just has a little bit too much. They're a seasoned basketball team. They're an excellent basketball team. Florida Gulf Coast should feel nothing but pride about the fact that I've got them going to the Sweet 16. I think they're capable of doing it. I think they're going to do it. That's going to be a nice little bracket-busting Cinderella run there for Florida Gulf Coast, but it will end at the hands of Arizona in the Sweet 16. Arizona heads to the Elite Eight. And here's where the fun starts, folks. Now we've gone through all the regions. Now let's do this. Elite Eight, Final Four, and the National Championship Game. We're going to do this in the same order as we did it before. Starting in the East region, that Elite Eight matchup, Villanova versus SMU. That's going to be fun. SMU, slightly better defense. Villanova, slightly better offense. That's a coin flip. I still like Villanova. I think Villanova gets it done in the Elite Eight to move on to the Final Four out of the East region. Villanova, the number one seed, wins out in the East region. Let's go to the Midwest now. Refresh your memory. Purdue and Oregon. That is your Elite Eight matchup out of the Midwest. Purdue and Oregon basically the same team offensively in terms of how they output 80 points to 79 incredibly similar on defense as well 65 to 67 I got myself a feeling about Oregon in this basketball game again Purdue's going to struggle to get out of the round of 64 just based on their matchup so I think Purdue just runs out of gas in that basketball game I like Oregon to get over Purdue Oregon wins the Midwest region, and goes to the Final Four. Let's go to the South now where we've got our first real true Cinderella here. Number 10, Wichita State. I have them coming here all the way to the Elite Eight, taking on the top seed North Carolina Tar Heels. Upset alert, Wichita State gonna beat North Carolina to win the South region. Why do I think that? It's the defense, man. Wichita State can run around you on the defensive side. Wichita State, they're going to get a few steals, a few turnovers here. North Carolina is not going to have enough of an answer in enough time. I love Wichita State as a number 10 seed to go to the final four by winning the South region. Wichita State going to the final four. So if you're on here searching for your true bracket buster, it's Wichita State. And then in the West, I figure it's basically going to go to plan, except of course for Florida Gulf Coast. We got a one versus two matchup to decide the West region, Gonzaga taking on Arizona. And I think the edge that Gonzaga has on the offensive side of the basketball is just going to be a little too much here. I like Gonzaga to go over Arizona. Gonzaga wins the West bracket, the West region going on to the final four. So we've got two number one seeds that I believe are going to go to the final four. We got Villanova in the east and we got Gonzaga in the west. I like number three Oregon to win out of the Midwest to go to the final four. And your true bracket buster, number 10, Wichita State to go to the final four out of the south. Final four matchups. Here we go. East versus West. We've got East number one Villanova taking on West number one Gonzaga. A matchup of two teams that can play some incredible defense. Two teams that can play some really good offense. And Gonzaga is going to be the one that comes up with the win here. I think this is going to be considered an upset by most as Villanova, I believe, is considered the overall number one seed coming into this tournament. Gonzaga, again, it's the offensive upside, man. The defenses, again, very similar, basically the same. Gonzaga's output a little bit better than Villanova's in terms of average scoring against. But it's the offensive upside. That's exactly what it is. I've got Gonzaga over Villanova. Gonzaga going to the national championship game, taking on who might it be? We got Oregon out of the Midwest. We've got number 10 Wichita State out of the South as your true bracket buster. Oregon, Wichita State. Wichita State. I've got Wichita State, the Shockers, shocking Oregon in the final four to go to the national championship game. 
uh, ride Wichita State all the way to the national championship game, ladies and gentlemen. They've got something to prove. That's an insult being given a 10 seed, and they're going to show you exactly why it was an insult that they were given a 10 seed. Wichita State all the way to the national championship game. They're going to ride that defense. Look, Wichita State and Oregon, it's a coin flip game. Absolute coin flip game. It could go either way, but I'm going to take my boys. I'm going to ride that team all the way to the national championship game. That leaves you a national championship game of West number one Gonzaga and South number 10 Wichita State. By a final score of 74 to 72, Gonzaga will be your national champion. Wichita State is going to shock the world. No pun intended. All right, pun intended. You knew it was intended. Wichita State is going to shock the world by getting to the national championship game, but they're not going to have enough for Gonzaga. I firmly believe this is Gonzaga's year in what is going to be an instant classic national championship game. Gonzaga will be your national champion for 2017. Congratulations to Gonzaga. Maybe a little early, but congratulations because I think you're going to be our national champion. But major kudos to a team like Wichita State, who I think is going to go as far as the national championship game. Florida Gulf Coast, who are really going to be bracket busters there in that West region, take down a couple of high seeds going as far as, what did I have them? I believe the Sweet 16? Yeah, I got them going to the Sweet 16. So, again, big ups to a team like that. I think you're going to go far. But uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, I think this is Gonzaga's tournament. Gonzaga wins this thing 74-72. to All right, folks, that's going to do it for me. That is my bracketology for the 2017 NCAA Men's Division I National Basketball Championship, otherwise known as March Madness. In the comments section below is my Yahoo men's basketball bracketology group you can join that group by the link that is in the description below fill out your bracket put your bracket head to head against mine let's see how we do i believe i finished second place in my own pool last year i could be wrong about that i have to go back and double check but it would be really nice to get more people in the pool this year than we had last year i think we might have had 13 or something like that so i'm hoping we can get some more in the pool this time around make sure you go join that yahoo group put your bracket up against mine that's going to do it folks i hope you enjoyed listening that's it for me justin bridgewater's finest on youtube blockbuster underscore guy on twitter tune in later this week because i've got a fan favorite piece of content coming at you right at the end of the week it's due to be recorded and uploaded on friday keep an eye out for that I will be back, by the way, talking more about this basketball tournament once we're about to hit the Elite Eight. Once we have the Elite Eight figured out, I'm just going to come back on here and just give you like a second chance bracket, basically a second chance prediction for the Elite Eight Final Four and National Championship game. So we'll be back on talking a little more basketball a little bit later. That's it for me now. See you later. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoy this year's tournament. I know I certainly will. Good luck with your brackets. Make sure you join the Yahoo group and I'll talk to you later.